We're recording. This is a quick. We came back fast after like a couple of days because Patrick's on vacation. Uh, <laughs> I am on vacation and Rob decided, you know what? Um, I'm going to save Patrick this week. So I didn't even know I, you were off work. Otherwise, I mean, I probably would have been even more, even more brutal about it. But it did work out that oh, way. It worked out so well. You know what? We really have a treat for everyone today. Not only do you have a surprise film that I I guarantee you, you did not guess uh, what we were going to be covering, but you're also going to have the chance to be saved. Today. Yes, all at once. Praise be. Praise be. <laughs> I'm going to wait for the metal mix to, to then we can actually officially announce it because it is exciting. Um, it is. And then, uh, I don't know. So we're going to get into today. We may actually get the six degrees of Eddie Furlong, although I honestly doubt it. Oh, I highly doubt it. We've got some really good talking points on this, on, on this horror stuff, uh, double feature basically, because these movies are equally as insane. With the two films that we're covering today, I do not see us getting into Anything except for those two films. The pitch deck is definitely going to run longer than we want them to yet again because we gotta we gotta figure out the pitch deck thing because like we keep picking these movies that we it demands more attention. Um, we're gonna we're gonna try to stick to ten questions again. Oh um, yeah, but my point is is that we're gonna feel the need to discuss certain things outside of the pitch deck. And then we also have our, I gotta make, I almost see, where are you? As the show develops, I'm actually having more and more fun with it because I'm, dude, I am so in love with the Amazon reviews right now. That's, that yeah. has to be, Patrick has his favorite parts, I'm sure. But after just spontaneously doing it a couple of days ago, oh my, dude, I am just, just for, Let me people, ask. for people who don't know Patrick. And Patrick answers it for me all the time too. Like, no, Rob's, I know him. Just no, quit engaging with him because he yeah. won't quit. So, um, but no, I could knowing Patrick enough, the the tone and the voice of how upset he was getting at not only the one stars but the five star reviews. <laughs> and these two movies, I haven't looked. I haven't looked at the reviews. Patrick hasn't either. But I cannot. People are going to read so much into both of these films. There are going to be some incredible reviews oh, on and these some, films. And some highly, highly biased takes for oh. both of these films. Both of these films are objectively, universally recognized as terrible films. However, they both reach out for a specific audience. Whether they know it or not, they are reaching out for a specific audience. And that audience is destined to love them. So I, I cannot wait to see the reviews for these. Okay, let me actually just get this going real quick so I can actually get them get one of them up. And then we are gonna we are going to roll into the uh, metal mix down. Are you ready? Cause dude, I'm excited. This is, this is one of my favorite. This is one of my favorites I've ever done. I don't know if it'll be the best I've ever done, but I really, 
I listened to it about 30 times yesterday. Savannah was sick of it. I'm, I'm excited. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three. It makes me want more. Like it's a, it says it's a minute fifty eight. I could listen to, I could listen to ten minutes of that. <laughs> it's, a right. very, it's a very hard movie to rip. If you haven't, well, I mean, I'm sure most people have guessed already. We're covering, oh, we're covering a thief in the night from yeah, uh, the the religious horror movie uh, from 1973 that was shot in, in Boise or Des Moines or somewhere. Um, yeah, somewhere, uh, in the Midwest, somewhere, it it had to have been, uh, made at, uh, some point. Um, I will say interesting bit of trivia, which I I am double checking real quick to make sure I'm not giving anyone false information. But at one point, um, Rob, I don't know if you're familiar with the, uh, the porn actor, the famous porn actor, John Holmes. Oh, is he in this? He is not. However, he oh, was going to be. Holy shit, that would have been amazing. Uh, he was going to be. He was signed up. Uh, I, 
but uh, he had to he had other obligations. And so well, was there an x-ray on this? Did I actually watch this movie and not even there was? Yeah, there was a trivia. There was. A oh, trivia. my God, dude, I really missed out. That was that, OK. My what? bad. What? My bad. I, I was so taken aback by the um, again, we talk about the plot getting in the way of the story. Not the case in this movie. This is very plot heavy. Um, and I was just engrossed um, in uh, in the characters and also my own salvation. So uh, it was uh, it was very difficult for me to do anything but pay attention to the movie whilst I was watching it. As my wife next to me, Savannah, knows the movie backwards and forwards because this was a nightly ritual at her house growing up was so, to watch this movie about the oncoming rapture. Okay, so at the risk of alienating and offending all of our avid Pentecostal listeners. Evangelicals. Um, yeah. Oh, there's definitely some Pentecostal in there. Um, I don't know all the flavors. Um, well, just, I know I've met some. So <laughs> that's about it. Now, some would question, well, Patrick and Rob, is this really a horror film? And yes, to that, I would answer. If a film was specifically designed to scare the ever-living shit out of small religious children. Any child. Any well, child that sees this movie. I would actually be more terrified if I was a child who had no religious ideals or ideas at all. Just all of a sudden watch this because then yeah. I've got really no clue what's going on. And then having to go to my parents and like, oh, my God. Dad disappeared. He's been taken. Well, no, not so not just that. Yeah, it works. It works two ways, right? It works against children in two different ways. So number one, if you are one of those one of those Pentecostal children, they fill you with that fear that one day you might wake up and your parents are just gone and you are by yourself because you were a naughty child. Right. Or you could be the child who's, you know. I don't know if you ever did this growing up. I had a reoccurring dream of my parents' death at some point, right? So, Christ, no, I did not. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was. Well, weird. we also had two very different upbringings when it comes to this. Uh, Patrick is a Catholic, and um, I went to church when my parents quit drinking. Yeah, that's that, that's, that's, that's that that's about it. My parents stopped drinking, and then we went to church, and then uh, they uh, then they then they gave up on church and uh, quit smoking. Ten years later, that's pretty much about like the gist of my <laughs> like religious upbringing. Is we went to church uh, because probably one of their neighbors did, and then after about six months, they were like, "Yeah, no, nah, it's just too much." And then, oddly enough. Um, now that, you know, we're much older, I'm 37 now and, uh, Rob's relationship with his parents is far healthier than mine. So, yeah, <laughs> it's funny how that works out. Um, but and so, healthy, yeah, that, he healthy is very broad as in like, well, yeah, like, I mean, I consider myself fairly healthy, but I don't go to the doctor. Oh, so. physically healthy. Both. No, 
Rob, you and I are not long for this world as far as physical no. health. <laughs> no. That's not going to work out for us. As I, as I just finished my like 2700 calorie pumpkin spice cold bream, cold brew cream, and I'm on my, my second energy drink for the morning just to keep my heart beating. I just need no, but that's- enough caffeine and B12 to pump the syrup that is my blood through the ventricles and keep me alive. Yeah, no, at this point, the, the, the blood pressure is really working in your favor at this point. And then, it'll, then it peaks, and then I have to take like four melatonin and three Tylenol PMs and then a Benadryl to slowly slide off to get my three and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> okay, so while we're talking about our own mortality, let's shift this into um, why our mortality should matter. And it should matter, Rob, because we are all God's children and we are yes. here. For his, we are here for his pleasure. OK. And each other's pleasure. <laughs> yes. Yes. I did catch that. <laughs> OK. So, so here it is. This movie is obviously some kind of I don't know who funded it, but in the 70s, this, oh. was, this was like a this was like the like some kind of like. I don't even know. Evangelical Her, Pentecostal Cameron, propaganda. Cameron. He wasn't born yet. I don't he think. He went back in time. Kurt Cameron went back in time to single-handedly fund this film. Now, anybody who's ever been to Walmart <laughs> and has seen the, uh, the, 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 the left behind, all of that, all of the left behind, all of this stuff came from this movie. This movie came out and it is, thank, Thankfully, only an hour and nine minutes. Oh, and that is the that, can, that is that is the most wonderful. Like when it. Oh, this was up. quick. I mean, this is like bam. You put it on. This is just this is just a little bit longer than an episode of Law and Order SVU, which is yeah, no, basically my attention span. Forty-seven minutes ish is is about as long as you're going to get me. Yeah, it, when I turn this on, um, first of all, I oh, I'm so glad I went into it blind. Like, so Rob didn't tell me what it was about. He didn't tell me Savannah had recommended it. Actually, okay, here, you know, know the funny thing? I recommend it. Savannah didn't. I was, Patrick had texted me, and it's like, what are we going to watch? And so I was like, you know what, damn, I'm thinking. And I was like, you know, maybe like some, some shitty Italian giallo movie or something like that. I'm like, that's all that's been done. So I'm like, what can we do? And... Then I saw, because I knew I wanted to do what we're gonna uh, uh, what we're gonna announce for our pitch deck later, um, but I knew I wanted to do that. So Left Behind comes up in my suggested list, um, and I'm like, oh shit, that's what we should do. We should do Left Behind. So I'm searching for Left Behind, trying to find this thing from the 70s. And then I, I asked Savannah, I was like, what was that movie that your parents made you watch every day when, when, you know, cause her parents were straight up Jesus hippies. Okay. And she goes, and she, yeah. she knew it. She was like, thief in a night. And I was like, really? It looked it up. I'm like, oh, there it is. I sent it to Patrick and best decision we've made. I mean, in a, oh. in a long time that this, and I had never seen it. I had gone, I've been, me and Santa have been married. Uh, for like 16 years and dated in high school. So it's been basically like 18, 20 years. I have heard of this movie and avoided it for that long. So I went into it completely blind as well. I, I knew the gist, but I, I had did, never watched a single frame of this movie. 
I did not know. I didn't know what it was about. So it's that's ah, so part of the beauty of that. Like the whole setup for me was it's called a thief in the night. So right off the bat, I mean, it sounds like it could be a bad horror movie. The 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 cover art. If you it's, it's the cover art, the cover art makes no sense. No, it does not lead you to believe that this is a a Christian yeah. uh, rapture end of times. Uh, and I didn't know they were so distracted with that in the in the mid, in the early seventies. Uh, but well, apparently, it's it's been a thing for for a while. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I'm 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 I started up, and the very first thing that comes up is a quote from Jesus. And my thought is, holy shit, man, you're starting right off with a, that's how you're going to start this film. I am intrigued. I didn't even know at this point. Somehow at that point, I still did not realize I was watching a Christian film. Um, I was like, oh my God, they're starting with a quote from Jesus. This is going to be a special level of bad. Um, like who does that? And then I, I gradually started to realize who did that. Um, yeah, wow, because because in the because in the intro credit scene, we have an entire song. Oh, an entire only, three minute song. So I it confused the shit out of me unless I blinked and missed it because it starts off with a woman waking up while this song is playing and the radio is playing about people disappearing. And then she finds her husband is missing, but his, his electric razor is still going off. And then she starts freaking out. And then they play that song about the rapture just happened and we're all here still. Right. Um, here's the issue I had. I, if maybe I blinked, but I did not, I don't recall seeing anything that was like, you know, two years earlier or a year earlier or whatever. Like I went through 45 minutes of this film thinking that the rapture had already happened. And I was like, why are these people still not believing? Like, what, why, why is. No, they did, they did, they did not have like title screen money. So, no, it, well, I mean, there's no, there's no timeline. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's like a dream and then she wakes up, but then you find out that it's not a dream. And then there, anyway, it opens up with that. And then we have a three minute song, which we'd all been ready. Um, it's so good. It is very good. Uh, and then basically we are transported to 1973 Iowa. Um, and it is, uh, I'd like to, I have to say it's kind of heavy handed in their message. Um, but basically oh, no, people, we just have the subtlety. What are you talking? No, <laughs> we literally have. Um, uh, uh, late teens, early twenties, people that are just wandering around. And again, there's no introduction. I don't know if these are friends of friends, but as they kind of go through, it seems to take place all in about two days. Well, and um, they, they just it, start running into street preachers. And yeah. having picnics with each other, and these, and from what it appears, they don't even know, some of these people don't even know each other. They just stumbled upon these other people, and then everybody just starts. Somehow, every conversation is wormed into not just Christianity, 
or, you know, come join my church or whatever. It's every conversation is wormed directly into the rapture. It, oh. Every single con- Well, why should I join, you know? Well, I don't know if you've heard, you know, <laughs> Belinda or whatever, but he is coming. And one day you'll wake up and all the people that are saved will be gone. And then you'll just be the one left here. And I mean, it is... It, it's, yeah. a, it's an hour. It goes quick, but I mean, <laughs> they set oh, it, it was, up for you. There's, there's, there's no getting around it. One, like one of my favorite parts though of the entire film is like, at one point in the movie, she's sitting there, she's talking to her new preacher friend, which again, as Rob alluded to, you don't get any kind of setup for. She's like wandering. Yeah, through. no. Like, do they go to school together? Is this some no. kind of a an she, outreach program from? The, yeah, you know, the, the sort of Joshua independent Pentecostal, yeah, <laughs> you know, snake so, handlers. So <laughs> I mean, she eventually, she decides eventually, you know, okay, well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to become a Christian. And then like a day later or two days later, she's checking in with her, her, her life coach, Jesus life coach. And uh, he, even within this Christian film about, um, about how they need to be steadfast in their beliefs and people will try and stop you and lead you astray and blah, blah, blah. Like, even in that, at one point, her little youth counselor is like, so, Jenny, did you get persecuted for being a Christian? Like, even in this film, she goes, no, no, not really. <laughs> what the? Yeah. Like, so, so, like... I, I will say that I did, I did kind of... um I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. I um, like how they, but, but, other but, but yeah. Well, it's, 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 it, it is a little bit more subtle than certain, uh, films like this I've seen. Cause it pretty much is a, in certain parts in the beginning, as they are convincing these, uh, characters, uh, to, you know, join up and give themselves, uh, give themselves up to the Lord, uh, to to have because of the rapture but it basically is kind of like it's not too overly done it's like you know their idea of persecution is kind of i guess being made fun of for being goody two-shoes no you know? for being batshit yeah that one that one too that one falls into the category so i have I just, no problem. i wasn't around in the 70s so i mean i don't really know how much of this was happening I have zero problem, Rob. I have zero problem with any religion whatsoever, provided that they are goody two shoes. Goody two shoes is a good thing. I am. Oh yeah, no. Um, I mean, because my favorite, my favorite scene in the movie, um, is, well, I think we probably agree on the second favorite scene. My favorite scene in the movie is again the girls meet up very much like out of Halloween. They're all just walking together. One of them, who's obviously a whore, I think it was Deborah. Deborah was definitely, or Debbie, or Denise. None of the she, names stuck. I, none of them stuck. She's a whore. There's no getting around it. Because then the the mustachioed ambulance driver gentleman pops up and he's like, Freddie Hi. Mercury. Yeah, Freddie Mercury stunt double. With the Humphrey Bogart impression that he just kept, like, like, it was like, when they're like, hey, can you act? And he just did a Humphrey Bogart impression. And they're yep. like, Okay, we're gonna do that like five times. 
Well, awesome. so he, so here it comes. He comes in. And he's like, "Hi, I'm again." Name doesn't stick. We're gonna go with Gus. And uh, he looks like she's, Gus. Yeah, and she's like, "Hi, you know, I'm Deborah, or whatever." And then the very next scene, it's again, it's like a time jump because the very next scene, those two are together with the blonde, curly-haired guy. We're gonna call him. He looks like a he, he looks like a like like a like a Tom Thomas maybe. Um, and they're all just randomly again sitting around listening to this guy Tom preach about the rapture, and those two are all over themselves. Uh, the ambulance driver and the whore. So it's like they just met, but it's like they're already just all over themselves. And it's called foreshadowing, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Turned, they've already turned from Jesus. Yes, to whoredom. And um, he's going, and, and the, the way that the, the, the writing in this is fantastic. Um, so, and, he, and he literally is just breaking down stuff like uh, lots of foreshadowing and about, well, they'll probably, you know, after the rapture, the people that are left will be marked by the, marked by the beast. And Humphrey Bogart, um, Gus slash Freddie Mercury stunt double, does a random Humphrey Bogart impression because him and the whore are already because they're cool kids and they don't care that they're going to be left behind in the rapture. And what's and, cooler than Humphrey Bogart? Exactly. And then he literally does a Humphrey Bogart flirting with her. She's all into it, but she'd be into anything because she's a whore. And he just immediately drops that line, and I am the Antichrist. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, okay, wow. And then, boom, we cut to my other, I mean, like, almost immediately afterwards. Like, none of, none of the people there are, are like, oh, this guy's kind of weird saying he's the Antichrist. They're just like, ha, 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 uh, whatever, good jokes. jokes. And then immediately we cut to my second favorite scene, of a guy repairing a snake box yes. for a live cobra. Yeah. Which, okay, so... And he just, like... You could just, be bitten. He gets bit by the cobra, obviously. But you could be bitten by a snake in yeah. many different ways besides being in the snake pit, repairing the box, the snake. Like, it's like just... He took <laughs> the snake out of the box and just put it in a corner. Yes! While you repaired the box. And also... I seem to remember at one point she's like, "Oh, so we're both dating doctors." No, one is one works at a zoo and the other one is an ambulance driver. Yeah, so neither are doctors. One could be a veterinarian. I assume the veterinarian is the one who's repairing the snake box with the king cobra. Just <laughs> and that was the other thing. That just ugh, it's probably my, my favorite scene um, because as I'm slowly taking my eyes away from the TV. And scrolling through TikTok at this point, um, Savannah hits me and goes, you're going to miss the snake part. <laughs> she knew it was coming. Obviously, of course she did. But She's it's like she it. was like she was just having like, Rob, stop. You're going to miss the snake part. And I'm glad I stopped. No, I actually it was at incredible. One, at one point, I started texting your wife, asking her questions, uh, anticipating her to have had an encyclopedic memory of this film like at one point i was like uh savannah was it on purpose where um they, like seriously so at one point near the end like we'll get there but i just to touch on it at one point near the end like while she's being chased by one of the army men of the beast 
for like, a ten hour, a ten she, hour chase she scene. Runs, she runs away, and the army guy turns around, runs in the other direction for like five steps, and then stops, and then turns back around and runs. Like I was like, um, like I had to text her. I don't know why I thought she'd have the answer, but I was like, Savannah, did they do that on purpose? Like, like she directed her. She was there. Like, did they do that on purpose, or did he literally not know where he was supposed to run? And they're shouting, "No, turn around, turn around!" And he turns around and runs, and they just didn't edit it. Oh, there's no not. So he gets bitten by the cobra. He then gets life lighted to another cornfield where which, there's a hospital which, in Iowa. Which his buddy, his buddy, the cat, the uh, ambulance driver, the Antichrist. Yeah. Is the one who everybody who knows how to fly helicopters. There are a lot of there's like five different helicopters in this movie. One ambulance, five helicopters. So they really they were really into aviation. And um, apparently, so they don't have they they were discussing uh, they don't have the anti venom for cobras, which I understand. Why would they I completely have? that that is the most believable part of however this movie. In however 1973 in Des Moines. Yeah. They didn't have King Cobra anti venom. That being said, that. that being said, I will say anywhere that has, like, if we had here in Tallahassee, if there was like a King Cobra exhibit at the uh, Natural History Museum, right? I, I'm willing to bet you they typically send some vials of anti venom. Like, you, if you have that, you probably, you know, keep some anti venom on hand. But I don't know. I don't know enough. Uh, as we've stated before, Rob and I are not biologists, but I no, don't think that's not. how I don't think that's how anti venom works. I think you you make anti venom with venom originally, like they yes they yeah, yeah they get they gotta like they gotta milk it they gotta like cook it down yeah this was like a um what they end up doing is they're like there's a snake handler like three counties over who's been bitten enough that he's immune so we're gonna give you a blood transfusion from that guy. Like, we didn't go into if he has the same type blood. Yeah, exactly. We didn't That's go not, into any. We 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 touched on science, just just agreed, a, just a little bit. We agreed and acknowledged that science is a thing. Um, again, I can't say I'm not going to 100% come out there and say, well, they're wrong. That's not that wouldn't work. Maybe it would. I don't fucking know. But what I'm saying is, um, they didn't check blood type or he just happened to have the right blood type or anything like that instead. And at the end of it, like a lot of people do um, who are in a cult, um, when after all of this like arduous work to save this man's life from this incredibly rare thing that never in a million years would normally happen here, does he thank the doctor? Or even the guy who gave him the blood? No. No. That was not. God saved him, Rob. Yeah, and we and we know that. Not because of context or any kind of subtext. We know that because it literally cuts to a three minute sermon. <laughs> um and then I blacked well, out. No. Is and it I, well no no, then I blacked out. Nope. <laughs> Yes, yes, I did. And then it cuts. Something happens. Um, 
There was like a three not, nothing and nothing important. Then it there cuts like to a, then it cuts to the snake bit guy and his fiance and the preacher in their house where he literally breaks down yeah what happened. Your body so, didn't have the antibodies against the yeah. venom and then the blood get it? Wink wink. The yeah. blood saved you yeah. and then we then we have the moment where snake bit guy call him George. Um no Henry. Henry. Um and his blonde fiance, uh, which had the coolest chip bowl. I don't know if you caught that. It was I, I like did. it was it was this giant glass bowl. Well they focused on it. Very like very, so yeah, very intricate. They were so proud of that chip bowl, they're like, Okay, um I really fucking love this chip bowl. We gotta we gotta feature this prominently. But like I mean, so, there are chip bowls that have the dip holder like in the middle, you know. Um this is like some kind of like glass Pyrex type material and it had the it had the dip above the chips in this offset. I, I'm gonna find one. Um but anyway, she she basically tells him that she doesn't believe any in any of this any of this hokiness, this uh theology. So her husband or fiance does because he was bitten by a cobra. Well, no, and I probably would become a believer pretty quick too if I was bitten by a cobra and lived. Well, just so, just to be safe, just to be. Right. I'm kind of a superstitious guy anyway. But so. leading up to leading up to that, like at no point prior to this, again, unless unless I miss something, at no point prior to this did they, you know, make any attempt to paint her as, you know, not Christian or, or scoffing at Christianity. And it, there's like a three-minute montage of still images of, of photographs that they do right before this. To, to yes, let you know, I, think, I think they got married. Yeah, right? to let them know, to let you know they get, they're married now, and this is, so I don't know if this is just, you know, <clears throat> the uh, the preacher is just there, you know, at their marriage check-in to make sure they're still married, which but, is believable. I mean, coming, oh no, that's I mean, that's completely like it's like a with everything else going their, on. Their life counselor is their is their is their is the you know whatever the 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 church. Yes. Yeah, but like so he he goes through this whole motion and everything like that, and for like literally no reason, I guess other than the fact that she's supposed to be left behind, she scoffs. Like, like randomly out of nowhere. You have, if you're at a point where you have the preacher at your house, I highly doubt that you're going to be scoffing at him. Yeah. And then he, he takes it, he takes it well though. Um, like, so they, they go, they go, Oh, this is, this is what her problem was. I'm sorry. She was Christian. Um, she was what many would consider to be a good Christian. However, she went to the wrong church, which, they never, they never go into this is the right church, this is the wrong church. It's just a matter of they show a three minute sermon, um, where the priest is basically saying the Bible's not real. You should just be good to be good. Like essentially, a preacher sitting there telling you Jesus isn't real and shit. Um, which I, I haven't been to a lot of different churches, but I've never been one to one that said that. Um, and well, then, not yet. But we're obviously going to start going after watching this because we've been saved. Well, not to those churches, Rob. Um, only well, to the right ones. 
Well, I mean, so, that's that, that that that's how this thing works. So yeah, they I mean, had you gotta, to you gotta her, go to the right ones. Yeah, so this is they had to set her up so that she is the main character for the second half of the film because I swear, I swear for the first half of the film, the the she's main not character. in this. She's not in like the first half of this movie. I don't think. No, the is first she? half. The first half, the main character was the little brunette with the shorter hair, right? Yes, the, yes, the, the, the one, the one, yeah, the one who, who yeah. decided to, to. Oh, oh, we also forgot after the first sermon, after the first sermon break, there's where I blacked out, and it just came back to me. Um, there's a little girl who listened to this preacher's sermon and then and came got ho- out. Yes, and then came home. From church, her parents didn't go, or her grandparents and her didn't go, and the house is like empty, but there's like a pot on the stove, and this little girl literally breaks down, screaming and shrieking, then explains to her parents that she was afraid that they had been taken, and she was left behind, so then we have a prayer montage of this little girl weeping and crying and begging not, not only that, be left behind. That reoccurs. That reoccurs. Oh, it is a reoccurring theme. This is a reoccurring theme. This, this little girl and the movie is is again the movie is painting this. This is the objective for the film. They are proud of it. They are they are presenting this as this is the desirable result. We want your child to live in complete agonizing fear at all times. Well, and the adults too. I mean. That- that's the other thing too is like well most of the adults aren't like absolutely in fear of this um it kind of goes to this like old saying that i i heard I think maybe my mom said it one time but it's like most of the adults in this movie are living to die like like they they say it multiple times in the movie is like we look forward to it we are doing everything we can right now to get to the point to where we get we get taken or we yeah. die and we then go on. So it's kind of like this. Well, the, chi- just, the, the, the children are terrified and yeah. weeping. The yeah. younger adults are slowly kind of the, 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 the two characters in the middle, um, George and uh, the blonde. And like you said, she scoffs and blows it off. And George really thinks hard about it and agrees. But yeah, that is like the recurring theme in this. It's like, absolute terror yeah or just like i want to i don't want to say like complacency or or just in the, the flip side of it is too the only other like range of emotion is we just can't wait for it to happen like we're just biding our time here <laughs> until well, but, the rapture happens but i can get i can get behind that that makes sense if that's what you believe if that's your conviction I mean, yeah, that would be the, you know, why, why would you, why would you, you know, struggle to hold on to life or be a, afraid of this event if you fully believed in it and that was your life path and you, you, you lived it, right? Why would you be afraid of it? This, and that's another, like, this movie was not made and movies like it are not made to affirm one's belief or to strengthen one's belief other than through fear. Like it's meant to scare the sh- again. It's in it's indoctrination. This film was indoctrination meant to scare children into religion. Like one hundred percent. Like that's all it was for. Oh, I mean a thousand percent. Um, well, so and it, it's successful. Oh, 
yeah, if I was a child watching this, absolutely. So, so it, it kind of, then, then it kind of, then we have like another, another like scare. She wakes up after the, uh, the, the chips and dip bowl is empty, which like Patrick said, we got a wonderful close up of the chips and dip bowl. Um, and she wakes up and she can't find her husband like temporarily. So like, it's already like planting the seeds that whatever the preacher told her, she is thinking about it as much as, like you said, for some random reason, she really scoffs and blows all of it off. The next morning, she's can't like I mean, and she didn't really look hard. She just woke up and he wasn't in eye shot. And she kind of immediately goes into a panic looking for him. Yeah, no, because she in her heart, Rob, she knew. Oh, she did. But she did. But she still didn't. That's the other thing, too. You know, she still didn't even, she just kind of, she, then she really blew it off. And then I'm sure there's something else that happens that I blacked out for. Um, and then we basically, we can just fast forward to, she does wake up one morning and the elect, and boom, it, yeah. it, it catches up from the beginning. She wakes up and the electric razor is buzzing in the sink and we hear a radio go off that like all over the world that night or that morning. It was, so it was, so the time, I'm sure it said what time it was on the alarm clock. It's probably like 8, 7 or 8 a.m. Um, so the radio is going off and they say it's happened all over the world. About 25 minutes ago, millions and millions of people began disappearing. The UN has announced they've they're they're going to make an unprecedented United Nations uh, um, presentation at noon today. Like yeah. the United Nations was just ready. Like everybody came together that quickly within 25 minutes. Within 25 minutes, Not without taking into account into, in, for all the different time zones. Yeah, well, I mean, it, they said it happened throughout the uh, on the entire Earth. So I'm sure. Although, I mean, if everyone's asleep, who the exactly. Fuck? I mean, they were having to call to wake up people at the U.N. who then yeah. noticed that their wives are missing or their husbands are missing. Yeah. Um, and then this is the best part. This is the craziest part or the best part of the movie is, you know, with all the stuff that's going on right now with COVID and uh, politics and everything else, I see so many posts from so many people. And there's just like a part of me. It's like, you know, this is insane. You know, all the conspiracy and everything else. But then after watching this movie from 1973, it really oh. isn't. It really isn't that crazy. These people are generations deep yeah. in, into this thinking because now yeah. here comes the other part of the movie that kind of really goes from, I wouldn't even call it religious propaganda. If that's what you believe, then that's what you believe. No, and but that's it is. fine because it is kind of a, you know, it actually is a, a fun idea for a thriller horror movie the idea of post-apocalyptic post like kind of like a post-apocalyptic vibe but because of a rapture and not like a nuclear you know disaster or zombies yeah, well, but this, then, dystopia, this is where they lean dystopia. in to the world like yeah. it doesn't it see that's the crazy part because this movie twists it to where it's not like a dystopia it's you know what i mean like this is the world hasn't actually fallen apart yeah um you know but here comes the world government and the imperium and it kind of really 
really starts to uh, to steamroll basically the shit you see on Facebook. Yeah, so this is a Facebook post from 1973. This is, and so that's why it, it really did. I, I, I ah, it, this was. I, I do actually think this is an important viewing for everyone right now because. It no, it is. It will open your eyes to where, like, I, people I, that are I, out there saying the things that they're saying about yeah. particular things, the world government and the vac, you know, and 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 being tagged and all, you know, all, I mean, all this kind of stuff like that. You know, yeah. th- this is not revolutionary. This is not new thinking at all. No, this, it's this, not. This, this this movie or these ideas were thought for a long time before somebody got got up enough to make this movie and then apparently like three friggin sequels direct after this movie so it was actually eye-opening to me and not to be like super serious or anything about it but it just was because actually made me feel a lot better as somebody who uh just doesn't I, i don't i don't i don't i don't put much stock in anything the only part of the government that's coming after me is the irs yeah whether i'm vaccinated or not um and that's why I, I I use Rufus Social Security number on everything. Yeah, um, but but no, it's like so it's just as hilarious because, you know, it's either a shot or, oh, you know, or microchipping your kids. This is just circular, it just keeps coming back. And it's been around for 40 years already, oh. like in media. So the guy on Facebook, you're you know, you're not a genius. You, you haven't cracked the code you're just repeating the same shit that your grandparents did. <laughs> That's all this is. Yeah, and it happened to line up. Um, obviously, not exactly how you guys did, but like so, the way that this was made um, was actually kind of perfect in that in, in, in the way that it was so. It is so vague, and they can't be bothered with any any kind of actual exposition as to why the UN would do this. Don't get me wrong. If millions of people immediately disappeared off the earth out of nowhere, snap of the finger, they're just gone. Like 1%, 10% of people it doesn't sound like that much. However, that would wreak havoc on the world economy. Like, and that's uh, what we actually care about. Yeah. So the UN, I mean, yeah, it would make sense that there'd be some kind of, you know, emergency situation first of all the un would not come together and handle it immediately especially not within 25 fucking minutes this would be like a month later there'd be a special convening of the un yeah and this is like 1973 i mean they're really not coming together and then also yeah they did not have the internet either i i will say they didn't actually come out and say it but i did enjoy uh thinking about it and a little bit of subtlety okay so the UN and the government and everything, they're still around. They didn't get taken in the rapture. Some people did. Some people, they specifically so, say on the radio that some people in the government did. Yes, but very few. So I, like, it's, it, it's just like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's just the same thing. So that's why I think it is important. I mean, not, I mean, like the most important, but this is something that is so independent, so underground, so, unheard of in probably a lot of circles but it is applies so well to today that the last the last quarter of the movie i really was engrossed and i'm like this is 
fucking insane how I told you. accurate this movie is right now. And Rob was texting me. Rob was texting me about he's like, I can't finish this. And of course, yeah, I mean, this is honestly every time we watch a film, um, probably at least a quarter to a half of our texts with each other are one of us. One of us trying to convince the other to throw the towel in and let's find something else to do. Yeah. Um, I can't do it. However, the problem is, is that one of us has almost always already watched the film and we refuse to allow the other one to get out of it. Well, this was the case because I said, I said, do this. I said, well, do this movie. And then it was not like 30 minutes later. Patrick's like, holy shit, this thing's insane. No, 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 no. Well, Damn it. Except, except once Rob got into it, he's like five minutes in, he's like, dude, I can't do this. And then just kept getting, he's like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I said, just about three quarters of the way in, it takes a twist. You'll be okay. And sure enough, bam, just it, it turns into this, like the bonkers of the rest of the film couldn't compare the, so they, they, everybody gets, uh, raptured and then, the government comes together as the UN government and they're, you know, setting up whatever. And then for whatever reason, it, if it's the United, the United Nations, right? So it's every nation on earth, presumably. It's the new world order. Every single person. Yes. Right? It, every, yeah. Yeah. It is. And it's the, so imp- every it's, nation. it's the imperium. Yeah. And uh, they did, they did push it home in this movie. The world economy, because this is in the seventies, when yeah, which let most me ask, of the sh- most of the shit that they were worried about in this movie has already happened. Now we do have a world economy. We are yeah. tied to every nation, you yes. know. So that's, but I remember they pushed that because that was the that was the that was the the pusher and the yeah. pressure for them to yeah. get the 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 tattoos as like what they said in one part so, of the movie. It's like a I guess they're a world citizen now with the tattoo and money is but that's, that's some my weird point. thing. That's my point, Rob. You don't need it, it's the entire world. If, are you a human being? Oh, then you must be a citizen because it, this you're here. Is the charge you're of the alive. Entire, you are on the earth. Yes, like, exactly. This you don't need to prove there is no illegal immigration now. Everybody, why do you need to prove you're a citizen? Like, what are you talking about? Are there aliens now? Have you not told us about the fucking aliens? Also, just get the fucking tattoo. At that point, I'm sorry. Again, gonna lose those, those, you know, diehard Pentecostal listeners of ours. But, um, at well, this yeah, point, because at this point, it is. You're already fucked. You didn't get chosen. Yeah. So, like, so, like, so, like, at this point, is you're living post rapture. There shouldn't be another one coming around anytime soon. So you're kind of like living the life as a religious person that doesn't believe in an impending rapture. You're going yeah, through your day to day life and yeah. you should be able to repent. You should, you know, I mean, all, all, all of like the same rules from what I am aware still apply except for obviously the tattoo for the citizenship is oh. the mark of the beast. So I guess oh, it's so, like so I guess like if you get it, you're done. You can't get it and say this was a mistake, um, oh. you know, and try to correct correct yourself because then shouldn't she, then shouldn't she welcome death? You know, and that's kind of like the other thing too, because it's like 
it's like um I thought if you didn't get raptured you were automatically just fucked. Like see, I thought see, it was see and that's kind of what I thought as well, but I guess you know it is it is it is kind of a nice thing to think about that you you know you get a second chance. And so for so many people it's like you know the way that I see it is like for so many people now they have a chance to basically just con- like you said there's a world economy, there's a world order, there's the imperium and you, by default, you should be a citizen, but I understand they're trying to make it suspenseful with the mark of the beast, so you gotta get the tattoo, um, so you can buy groceries or just live, huh, just like those vaccination cards, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, but that's like the whole thing for it, and because if you get it, you're fucked. There's no, you cannot come back. From getting that tattoo, so I'm kind what of so, so I'm kind of with Patrick. Just starve to death, I guess, or 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 you know you can't you can't do the other thing because that's you know, automatically you're you're damned for that one. Yeah. But it's like, but again, because you know the rapture happened, then the the question of is there a heaven and hell? Is there an, the question has been answered. Yeah, no, I mean, so it's, so it's kind of like the flip side of it, too. Why is the Imperium doing what they're doing? Because everybody just witnessed that there is an eternity. Okay, so, so that, like, yeah, well, I would think after the rapture, all the people that weren't participating and didn't get raptured, they now have even more incentive to not be assholes. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> like, and, like, like, this would be the ultimate, like... The, the, the lady at one point again this was like and i think they thought of that rob at some point while they were making this film somebody was like well wouldn't everybody know that the rapture happened clearly so we need to you know oh that's like, right oh, no, the, no, the, the, the the 90 year old uh nazi prison guard yes yeah um, oh honey. there is definitely some nazi visuals oh, in this yeah but she's like oh honey kind of like today you oh, think honey. this you think this was the rapture, and that's the mark of the beast. This was just the emergency. This yeah. is just what they're calling the emergency. The rapture, the rapture was the first thing on the list that we looked into, and that wasn't it. Really? What was what? What did so the, the, that's the best part. So what, what? What? What's the emergency then? They just they just disappeared because of something else. Yeah. How did you prove that it wasn't the rapture? Like, yeah. what and, would you? What and, would that? Proof be. And I will also, say um, the whole good. like. She's like, look, look at, look at the, look at my tattoo. Does that look like a six 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 to me? No, but it looks clearly like it's like I don't get it's, it's what binary. It's, it's by. Bi- I, I actually do for nineteen seventy three. I give props to the whatever one zero one one zero zero six. It it is binary. It's a binary code. So I actually give them. Oh, I know props it's binary code. I know. I know it's binary. I'm not Googling that shit. That's like worse than having a Ouija board. You want a Ouija board, but you wouldn't Google that binary code? Yeah, that's asking for trouble, man. That's just... I'll see you Googling it. Well, no, because I didn't even think that it was binary until you started saying it. Well, that's what they said. I mean, I even offered for me and you to go get matching tattoos of the binary code. But you won't... Fuck, no, I'm not Googling it. That's how you get viruses. But so, like, my favorite is, like, they give people the option. <laughs> like, do you want it on your wrist or or do you want it on the back of your hand or on your forehead? 
on your oh, floor. Oh, I love, I love the old man. The one lady, the one he lady's sits like, down. He's like, I'm not scared. Put yeah. it right there. I'm not scared to be a good citizen. Put it right there on the forehead. Like, That's just what they want you to think. That's why they want you to get vaccinated. And they're, sorry, sorry, sorry. Stab me right in the head. Yep. It is a nice tattoo gun, though. It's basically just a stamp. I mean, I've got lots of tattoos. and No, I, I think it, like, it had to have burnt in there or something. It instantly healed, though. It was great. Yep. So, well, anyway, so she it, finds, what, the preacher, right? Or a preacher? She after didn't get raptured because he was he didn't truly believe in what he was preaching or something. Yeah, so the conviction I, I will say the conviction of the Nazi uh stormtroopers is is all over the place here because for one, like the first time they try to capture her, they literally just knock on her door, she doesn't answer, and they just walk away. Which yep. I, I don't know if you remember this, Rob, but I it stood out to me the transition where they drove the truck away was one oh, of the yeah. best transitions I've ever seen in a film. Like it actually was good. There actually was some good. I, I, I will. I mean, I'm not even making fun of it. There was no, some no. good symbolism in it. There was no. some really good transitions in it. And I mean, for a movie as the budget was, they had aerial helicopter shots. They had, yeah, they did. They, but I mean, they actually had some stuff that was like I mean, looking back on it was actually fairly decent stuff to have in this movie. I don't even know how much it was cost to make. I don't know though. Th- those helicopters looked at, looked like those rent a ride for fifty dollar helicopters. Yeah, but this is like nineteen seventy three though. I mean, so those rent a ride for twenty dollars, dude. Yeah, that's true. But no, I mean, I did like the transition in that. Yeah, the. Uh, the subtlety, I mean, the subtlety of it, you know, like you said, are, are like, at first, they knock, she's not home, um, they, the transition in the Unite, which was the ambulance, because, I mean, they had money for helicopters, just not vans, and um, then she, okay, this is the part that kind of confused me a little bit, and I was not rewinding this movie. Um, <laughs> she finds the uh, the preacher who does he have the mark? Did he say that? Did he, he did say not. that? He, he did okay, not. so he didn't, but he didn't get raptured because he was not, which I thought was kind of, you know, ballsy of him, or, or I, I kind of, I guess I appreciated that, um, that they were putting that out there that like there are people that, that talk the talk but don't walk the walk, and that kind no, of was no, no. him, right? Rob, no, no, you miss, you misunderstood that whole thing. I just told but, you I wasn't going to rewind it. So he was not raptured. Yeah, he does this whole long speech. When she walks up, he goes, "Oh God, it's another one." That's right, and I, I caught that, and then I, then yeah. immediately goes, went to TikTok. Yeah, he goes into this whole thing about like he walked the walk. He was a good person. He believed in his faith, but it was the wrong Christianity. He, that's right. He, okay, that's right. Yeah. That's that's right. That's right. That's right. He was so the. He was, he was so upset with himself that he had led all these others astray and all these people who didn't get raptured because he taught them the wrong Christianity. Which pretty much this is hilariously. Um, this movie is based, like you said, Pentecostal, evangelical, and like Church of Christ, which is very like scripture based. The word is the word is the word. And yet they constantly misquote 
the word and they constantly misinterpret the word. But I think that's what, what you're saying is that was like the point of it was that he, well, these are the, these he believed, are the, but he didn't, he didn't follow the instructions. These correctly. are the people, these are the people who will, um, say that the Bible says homosexuality is a sin, uh, but still eat pork. Um, I exactly. Mean, they, they, and for, you know, for, for the better, obviously, but they still don't believe in slavery, right? Well, the, the Bible says that's fine. I mean, this, all of this stuff. It is. It, it's, it's, fi- it's, it's finding a, a, a chapter in verse that you yeah. like and highlighting it and ignoring yeah. the rest of the page. Yeah, exactly. Like so. it, and, and honestly, I'd say that's what most people, it, it, people. Again, like, this movie is so good for current day because that's, that's, it, it, it just, Oh, it just is because we have Google, which I, I love Google, but like I could go onto Google right now and Google the stupidest shit imaginable mm. and find something with a headline or something with one paragraph that will with no, with, with, yeah, with no resources and no references, but it's on Google. And then, you know, there you go. You have it like, like, you know what I mean? Like anything else. So it's crazy. I- I mean, if you I, haven't seen this movie, which nobody listening to the podcast has, no. you, you got to watch this movie. Like it's, I, I, it's, it's actually important to me for, as somebody like I personally look, I, I'm atheist slash agnostic, right? I, I'm not going to claim to know one thing or the other, but what I am going to say, like I, yeah, have but you're going to wish you were ready. Yeah, you're I had to wish you were ready because, because like, a piece of bread will buy a bag of gold. <laughs> I have no issue with any religions whatsoever provided they're not dicks and i think one thing that this film really does well is it illustrates that you know religions aren't um, a monolith like each religion and each individual within that religion you know is they're interpreting it their own way there is some good that can come out of it and you know, there's 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 some bad shit, bad that can come out of it, but that's all up to the individual, right? Um, so I I do think at the end of the day, it's not the message that this movie wants to put forth, but I think it is an important method message for people who will blanketly blame or hate specific or certain religions or ideals based on the beliefs of you know a certain sect or certain people within that religion. Exactly. Well, so he has the breakdown because he misled the stormtroopers come in, arrest both of them. Um, then they she goes to the prison cell. Then we have uh, Helga, the uh, the 80 year old Nazi librarian with the tattoo who basically says this, you know, that this isn't the rapture. This is the emergency. Um, they go to transporter and I guess we see like the preacher has been killed. They're wheeling his body out of something and his head's bloody so they they killed him for whatever reason but they claim that he got the tattoo yes they claim that he got the tattoo um and then she breaks free and she runs and then we have i mean it's got to be every bit of like it was like a 10 minute running montage that was it the movie was an hour and nine minutes long and yet it had a five hour chase sequence at the end yes with ambulances one her running on foot. We got helicopters coming in. We got the Imperium National Guard. They end up getting her. She ends up running across a dam, gets stuck in the middle, and she goes, has the choice to 
join them and George and the horror there. And, um, she refuses and either jumps or falls off the dam into the water and poof, she wakes up again. And it was all a dream. And it was all a dream. Well, not all of it, just the rapture part. So just the, just the rapture part. However, was it is also, however, it is also now happening. So it's just restarting. Yeah, it's kind of like a Groundhog's Day thing because she yeah. wakes up the same thing. The razor's in the sink, and the radio goes off. So, like, I think you know. I mean, I kind of. So, do you think I, I kind of like that ending because it doesn't reset to where she has a choice prior to the rapture. It just resets to where <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still right. too late. It's still too late again. Yeah, it's just, so do you, do you <laughs> she's think still she's, stuck. Do you think she gets the tattoo? The I, I, well, I, I'm not. I'm not going to say because there is a sequel to this movie. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. That we have to watch. We will be following up. Okay. Yeah. And then here's. Okay, we, I I do want to touch on during that chase sequence though. Um, did you notice where both the pursuers and the girl, like throughout the entire overlong chase sequence, they they at different points they seem like. <laughs> to to become bored and disinterested in yes. either yep. chasing or running away, like, yep. and and I don't she understand. She slows down and kind of walks for a second, and then the like you said, the pursuers are kind of like, huh? Yeah, she'll turn up, and then boom, it like fires right back up again, and they're all sprinting. Yeah, and the uh, the helicopter is just continually sneaking up on her, like yes. <laughs> she's she's perfectly fine, and then. <laughs> out of nowhere, it just peeks from behind a tree, and oh, helicopter! Didn't didn't hear that coming at all. And I will say the biggest disappointment of this movie was when Savannah told me about it originally, and I think she told Patrick about it. I was promised beheadings and guillotines nope. in this movie. I I I didn't. And, and the credits start to roll, and immediately I look over at her, and I was like, "What the fuck." Where are the guillotine? She's like, oh, she was disappointed too. She was like, no, 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 no. There's, I remember my parents forcing me to watch this as a child and watch Christians being beheaded because they wouldn't get the mark of the beast. And then we found out that's in the sequel because again, that's what you do. This, this, we got the Matrix and the Matrix Two. Second one seems to be way more action packed. Yeah, yeah, but the first one's objectively a better film. That's the risk we run. I, I haven't watched the second one yet. I'm holding off on that. Um, um, I'm going to get, I mean, I, I think it, it's definitely not the worst thing I've seen. And for an hour and nine minutes, it feels much longer, but, uh, it, it kind of, it, it's kind of crazy. And, and like I said, people will watch this yeah. and either one look at themselves and, <laughs> or two think, holy shit, that's my uncle. Oh, that's my cousin. Like it just is like the craziest thing to see something that's forty eight years old now, and you're like, huh? Okay, times really don't change that much, do they? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Those people. Yeah. Um. Well, and you know why, Rob, is because all the people who were forced to watch this shit as as children constantly every day of the week grew up, and now they're showing this shit to their children. Which, by the way, or uh, or they watched it, and like, or they watched it, and they're like Savannah, and don't believe good a work, fucking Savannah. thing. <laughs> good, 
good work, Savannah. And and to your when when you mentioned earlier her, you know, talking to me about this film or mentioning this film to me, uh, she and I never discussed this film until after I put it on, right? I, she has mentioned, you know, in the past she's told those stories about her, you know, crazy upbringing and whatever. But like anyone, anything else, we all, to an extent, we all look at our own upbringing as, you know. Well, we had this, which I assume nobody else dealt with. Um, so, you know, I didn't realize the severity of it because she never mentioned before, like, fucking snake handling and talking in tongues and fucking making Westboro Baptist type signs to hang up and shit uh, and watching this fucking film. So, yeah, no, um, kudos to her for getting out of that shit. Like, that's that's for real. Good work. Now we're going to move on. To Rob's to Rob's reviews. Are you ready? Are you ready? I don't know. We're gonna start off with the five stars. Okay. Yeah. Let's because the one stars. I, I'll. Should we focus on the ones? It, it, if there's I'm, a. I, I think what I'm. Gonna, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try to do three of each. We're gonna cover the spectrum. We're gonna get three five star reviews, I, and we're gonna give three one star reviews on it. But I. But I almost want because I can anticipate the one star reviews simply being based off of. You know, people being mean about other people's beliefs. So if we could it, try and look, and I'll look too while you're reading off some of the five star. Um, I, I kind of want to find if there's one where they're like, they got it all wrong. You know, <laughs> like oh no no no, I've got I've, I've got some lined up. So we're gonna start off okay okay with with C fan five star review from May of 2020. C fan letter C or. Like no, this. as in they like the, they like the ocean. Okay. God's word is depicted accurately. Yes, this movie was made in the seventies with seventies costume design, acting, and dialogue. However, the story accurately accurately depicts God's words. If you are a non-believer, then look upon this movie as a pop culture campy dystopian horror flick. What have you got to lose? Done. But don't be afraid to do some research on your own afterwards. Don't be oh. left. <laughs> Don't they pulled, be left. They pulled the do your research. Yeah, do your research. Don't be left behind. I'm glad Amazon has this on Prime Video for all to watch. If you are searching for answers, seek out the Bible believing in the preaching church. Look up CSN Radio online to every man and answer. Tell them this movie sent you and ask questions. Now we have Veronica, five-star review, November 2019. This movie was made when I was two years old. It's still relevant today as much as it was back then. Don't be a skeptic just because it has not happened, dot, 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 (laughs) yet. (laughs) Don't be a skeptic just because it has This hasn't happened. But believe it. Yes, exactly. I love love the logic. I love the logical leap of (laughs) you shouldn't be skeptical of something just because it never happened. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, it just goes without a doubt. And then we have uh, we have uh, Pastor Johnson. Ooh, 2018. I bet this will be objective. Powerful message. Saw this when I was a teenager years ago at a church called The Open Door of Amherst. Shocked. Great movie, great message. Everybody needs to get ready. The Lord is coming. Looking forward to it. And 
<laughs> looking forward to it. And I went on ahead and ordered all, I went on ahead and ordered all of the others in the series. <laughs> the oldies are the greatest. Very well done. These movies are wonderful. Beautiful. Love, I mean, that guy, that guy definitely seemed to have turned out all right. I mean, he's a pastor. He turned out fine. Yeah, no. Uh, we have a four-star review from Blade 4 Productions. Or one-star review from Blade, Blade 4 it, Productions. This is a production company, huh? Yes. One-star, underwhelming. In the movie, A Thief in the Night, it is important for the viewer to understand that this is a low-budget movie. I would say it's almost a no-budget movie. The film was put together in Iowa in the 60s and 70s. I forget which one, but it's extremely awkward. Did we write this review? Nope. Just, I forget which one. It sounds like one of our uh, tropes. Yep, pretty much. Uh, we have a one-star review here. Um, <laughs> we have a one-star review here from Katie Mack. Great message, really bad acting. This is, oh. this movie has a great message, but sadly it is bad acting. Bad production well, and, bad, and bad sound. I think it was made cool. in the 70s, question mark. So it's understandable why all of the above exists. However, the clothes and hairstyles are a real blast from the past. I had forgotten some of those styles, even though I wore them myself. That was the one star? Yep. So she she believed in it. Yeah, she, but she was just she just didn't really uh she just didn't really dig the production value. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go the opposite route than her i was actually uh that now the eddie i mean we even we even discussed the we thought i mean certain aspects of this movie it was fairly well done yeah the the editing you know the editing was clearly bad but i mean they did you know they did have a van that they 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 wrapped to say unite on it um they had with with sirens and stuff they had um they blocked off streets. They they rented helicopters. They closed off a dam. They they you know no they got Freddie Mercury. They they paid some. They, come on. And I'm having to skip through some of these because again I am not or belief system theology all that not getting involved in it. Not that I really care if I offend people. It's just not very entertaining. I um, think we've already discussed it more than we intended to. Yes. So this is my favorite review. It happens to be a one-star review. Okay. This is from just TM. Traumatizing for children. This film is not age-appropriate for children under 17. I was forced to watch this at a youth church event in 1984. That's Savannah <laughs> May wrote this. Um, when I was 10 years old in the beginning of having an ongoing panic and this is the beginning of me having ongoing panic attacks immediately after. I have met at least five other adults since who say they've had a, seri a, a similar response to this movie. Make no mistake, showing a sensitive child this series while insisting it's true is irresponsible and is emotional abuse. It can be spiritually traumatizing and can have lifelong effects that result in the opposite of what I assumed the Christian adults would have intended, including self-destructive self-destructive behavior and rejecting that faith completely, which I agree wow. with. Uh, 
watching oh, this yeah. movie is not a bad thing, but watching this movie and hmm. sitting your child in front of it and being like, you pay attention to this because like this is real. Like, okay, I mean, um, even even if that's what you believe, but like they obviously you hearing my wife talk about it and then reading other reviews. This one just happened to be my favorite. Not only is it like watching a scary movie to a child, but having your parents like hammer home that this shit's going to happen soon. Okay, so, <laughs> Rob, we've discussed it in the past, but let's revisit real quick. Um, Catholic upbringing, the fucking exorcist. This yeah. is okay, what you just described, obviously. So. The Exorcist was not made by the Catholic Church to scare people. They did, after the fact, um, they did get behind it. Originally, they were upset that it was coming out. They thought that it would be a problem for them. However, it scared the shit out of so many people. It actually drove a bunch of people to the church, right? Yes. My parents didn't show me The Exorcist as a... Um, as some kind of religious lesson like this was used. This was specifically... This film was specifically used to traumatize children. That is what it was for. Oh, 100%. The Exorcist, the Exorcist was made as a horror movie, which later the Catholic Church was like, yeah, actually, we we feel as though that's pretty accurate. And people it freaked people out, and now they want to come to us for redemption. Like, they didn't specifically use it. Like, they didn't. You're not going to go to a Catholic Church, and they're going to be playing this at a Bible school. But... When I would watch it as a child, um, ghosts and goblins and zombies and monsters and all this shit, they reassure you as a child. Don't that's not real. Yes, exactly. Reagan from The Exorcist. Oh no, that shit will happen. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, no, this is that. That was like the rally. You know, it was like the to, rallying to cry. Day, to this day, I cannot watch The Exorcist. Without, I, I cannot watch it without the lights on in the middle of the day. Um, I can only imagine a child who is forced to watch this film. Like, granted, the images aren't as scary, but if you are being told day in and day out from your parents this shit is going to happen, yeah, that's going to fuck a kid up. Oh, for sure. Well, now we get to move on. To well, did you watch anything at five o'clock in the morning? So I I was going to I planned on it. Um, in fact, however, I did get a I, I got a late start uh, for a couple reasons. Um, I the pitch deck, which I don't know if you want me to mention what it is yet, but the pitch deck um kind of preoccupied me because last night I tried watching it and then. As you've said before, happens to you. It got to the end of the film, and it turns out my brain refused to acknowledge. Yeah, that. you just you had like a corrupted file. It just won't yeah. download. It won't yeah. download. Well, and part of the problem, part of the problem is, did you watch the unrated version or? I just I just watched whichever one. There was I think there was one available, which we're not going to announce yes. what it is yet because was I have a surprise there, for that. But was um, there missing? Was there a certain scene? Yes missing yes if it's and was there a certain scene at the very end well both were at the end but was there a certain scene at the very end that popped up that you were like holy shit wait he yes. was they yes. Were? yes yes okay so i'm, so I'm glad both, you're saying that because we both I, watched the theatrical version and i'm gonna tell you that shit. that 
fucking that fucking part is the whole reason I had to fucking rewatch the entire goddamn thing today because that's where that is how you I. Oh, that's where you. That's where you thought out. you blacked out. Yes, it turns out I had watched it and I had retained a lot of that information. I had to watch this fucking movie twice because I did not know that there were two versions of the fucking movie. Oh. We are back from our. This is like a new thing for the show. We have a uh, scheduled bathroom breaks. So. Yeah, which works out. And I'm I'm surprised it wasn't me. Um, I, I I'll take it because I do have bladder problems. My my bladder has been through so much. It is incredibly weak. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, so pitch deck is coming up, and as a surprise, because I was in such a good mood. Yeah. After um after Thief in the Night metal mix. I made no. I made a metal mix for the movie that we're gonna cover. Yeah. Oh. For pitch deck. So I figured look, this is such a crazy movie, and it is so as soon as you hear it, you'll know what it is. I could not not do it. Thank you. I, I feel that it would be a waste. It would. You Thank know what I mean? Because we're, I we're not covering this again. I'm and not I did watching this movie again. No, I didn't and part of me was like, ah oh, fuck. I, I almost sent the text. Should we do a whole episode on this? But I was like, no, we can't keep doing that shit. Like, we have to keep them separated. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so oh, are you are you are you happy? Are I you happy s- that that you, you you didn't even have to tell me? I, I know. Just knew it. I knew I had to make one well, with like no notice. This is two days basically, yeah. or two and whatever after the last episode. So well, earlier didn't today, work. Earlier today, you you did text me with no context. It just, he just said doing double work or something to that effect. And, yeah. and I thought to myself, does he mean no? Yes. No, do that, I must just not be getting what he's saying, but I'm going to gloss over it. <laughs> like I wasn't going to ask for clarification. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, I don't know, but let's do it. One, two, three. Thank you, Mark. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. Kill me! I... God damn it! Step away from the fight. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Oh God, nothing against any of the others, but I think that's the best one. That that might be my favorite. That one's pretty good. It's oh, just it just lends itself so fucking well. There's so many moments in that film that are so bonkers, and it works out great with the metal drops and the breakdowns. That whole yes. how did she get burned? <laughs> the perfect. I don't know. Well, like, <laughs> it's and so the good. Fact the fact that, like, 
it, I already love that. I, I think we were on the same page. Just the fact that you got that random. God damn it! Like, yep. <laughs> like, because when he did that, I was like, "Who wakes up like that?" I don't care what kind of dream you're having. Who the fuck? Yep. No, it's great. And uh, of course, the let go of the uh, give me back the bike. Yeah. Oh, oh, so the, many the, things. Because he spent half of his film just okay. We'll do this. On a okay, okay, okay. So like, here's the thing. Like, I don't even. I mean, we're gonna. This movie, this. Oh, it's like one of those decisions. Like the pitch deck oh, thing. I think. Just, I think. I think it lends well to the pitch deck, but I don't even know if we could actually. I don't. Well, like I, I said before, I don't even know if we like, could do a pitch deck on this movie because, you know, you mentioned it in the beginning, but dude, I don't. It's. Oh my god! I mean, like. Okay, we, we we can do like a quick pitch deck. You got a got a remake of a 1970s underground British horror movie with Nicolas Cage, and he just screams through the entire movie and really? rides a bicycle. There's he the pitch deck. He, he's allergic to bees. He rides a bicycle. He spins the climax of the film, or leading up to the climax of the film, he spins running around in a bear suit punching women. Yeah, with a, with a, with a, with with a, with a with a nine millimeter. Um, <laughs> He's just sucker punching women. <laughs> like, you bitches. You, you bitches. You bunch of bitches. Okay. If you have not, we're not, I'm, there's no way. I'm sorry. Look, this is like a bonus episode anyway, because Patrick's on vacation and we'll have more this week. Can't yeah, pitch this. We're still going to do Amazon reviews. Um, so, so is that your favorite metal mix down though that I've it, done it so far? I think so. I think it lends so well. Is it better than Ernest? Yes, but again, I, I think it's just because you gotta understand, like, this is, this, movie this is film, insane. This film is what took Nicolas Cage's, uh, career in the direction that it went. This is what, this, yeah, this, it, it, this is like 2006, right? Yeah, yeah. So no, this was, this was definitely, this is I, what, I think, I think this is what did it, right? After this, yeah. It was over for him. I don't think he did another quality movie. Cause like Snake Eyes was 2002 and that was kind of, it was a cage movie. Um, yeah, but then you it had was... Gone in 60 Seconds in 2003. Yeah, I mean, this is the millimeter. end of an era for Nick Cage. This and is it. Eight millimeter was in there somewhere. That was like, Oh, you know, I just keep going cause I'm just going to have to, I'll bring up IMDb. Um, um yeah. So. This is definitely, I mean, you had, um, that whole ABC, um, you had that whole ABC rant from him. I mean, yeah, that was a little bit bonkers. Uh, obviously you had, he was a little bit bonkers in, um, face off, but everybody was, it was face off. Face off is a face off is, I mean, like a really actual quality movie. Like it's, it's fun. Like, I mean, I, I love Face Off. It's one of those movies. I mean, I guess it gets a lot of hate, but I don't know if it gets a lot of hate. I think that movie is is friggin' phenomenal. It's just such a batshit crazy, but it's supposed to be batshit crazy. It is an action movie about about John Travolta and Nicolas Cage trading their faces. This movie nope. is based off of a subtle slow burn, yeah, thriller British. Uh, Horror. What's, I mean, I mean, what do you call it? A horror movie? It's a thriller movie. It's just it's is, supposed to be a burn. That is the important 
distinction for this film is the fact that it's not it's it's not a horror movie that is it doesn't lend itself to camp and ridiculousness and just the sheer bonker decisions that they made for this film it doesn't lend itself to any of that it's supposed to be a cerebral slow burn it's supposed to be a mystery that he's unraveling throughout instead it's just a series of bizarre inhuman interactions oh my god like i I think i think you were right i'm just gonna i'm gonna just start off here i'm not gonna go through his whole thing um we're going to start off we'll start off at the we'll start off at you know the the 2000s here. We got <clears throat> we got Adaptation Matchstick Men National Treasure Lord of War, good movie. Matchstick, Weatherman Matchstick Men and Lord of War are fucking great. Phenomenal movies. Um then he did some voice acting. Uh then we have The Wicker Man. Then we have World Trade Center, Ghost Rider, Grindhouse, Werewolf Women of the SS. Next, National Treasure, the sequel in 07. I mean, then here we just go. Bangkok Dangerous, yep. uh, The Knowing, G-Force. Oh. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, G-Force, where he played the voice of a gerbil called Speckles. Uh, then we have Bad Lieutenant, Port, Port of Call, New Orleans, which, yep. I mean, now we're really... Really, really digging down. Season of the Witch is the Actually, only one I see in here that, that I'm, was, I'm cool with. That, that was one was way pretty better than I thought it was going to be. Then we got Drive Angry, Seeking Justice, The Frozen Ground, Stolen, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Spirit of Vengeance. Spirit of Vengeance was, again, it was objectively a bad film, but as far like compared to the first Ghost Rider film, it was this one was actually rated R and it, it was a lot darker. He he was less Nicolas Cage, but he was still had Nicolas Cage moments. Now, but, see, and, um, see, here's some things that blow my mind. Um, then he did uh, a couple other things. Then he did Joe in 2013. Joe is a good movie. That, I can't say it, I recall Joe. Joe is good. It's I mean, I we actually just watched Pig. Good movie. We're like, I mean, it's not. He, like, has, it. he has it in him. Exactly. Much. It's a, he. He in Joe. He acts and he drama and he. It is fantastic. And then here we go. We have left behind. So you did. You went through all this shit. Then you did Joe. It argue. It's kind of like mud. It's an independent movie, insanely well acted. Then here you go. Left behind. Dying of the Light, The Runner, Pay the Ghost. Oh my God, that was awful. Um, the Trust, Dog Eat Dog, Snowden, USS Indianapolis. I mean, so many made-for-TV movies. Yeah. And then, and then you know, Cage is kind of doing some fun stuff here. Mom and Dad, love that movie. Hilarious, I I over could, the top. I need to go back when Mom and Dad came out. I was still a relatively newer parent. Um, my kids had not get, gotten to the age where they annoyed the shit out of me yet, so I was still hyper. Oh yeah, no, you gotta watch it. Yeah, so the the opening uh, montage in Mom and Dad, I actually had to turn the film off. Like I I I wasn't mentally or emotionally prepared for that film, um, so I do need to rewatch it now that my kids annoy the shit out of me sometimes. I mean, and you'll like it, but I mean, and then here, and then it just kind of bounces back and forth. I honestly think. You know, he just enjoys acting. Like, I think he's at the age now 
to where it gives him something to do. Willie's Wonderland was great. Um, I'm trying to see here. Uh, you got Kill Chain, Primal, Running the Devil, Color Out of Space, which I still want to see. Yeah, um, so see that or Mandy, honestly. Uh, Mandy is very, Mandy doesn't really lend to his acting as much, just crazy as shit. Yeah. Um, Pig was fantastic, and he has four movies in pre-production already. So I think definitely Wicker Man was the beginning of the end. I mean, Wicker Man was not very, Wicker Man's awful. Uh, It's just insane. And then after that, it's not just that he's in bad movies. He's in, like, bottom-of-the-barrel shit movies. No budget, no editing. No script. I mean, these are garbage. So, well, but no, I'll I'll say this. And and over the last few years, so he was definitely in that mid, um, like between Wicker Man and say like 2018. Um, he definitely was in that rut of whatever he made was bottom of the barrel garbage because people wanted a recognizable name, but they couldn't afford an actual like reputable person so they got nick cage and he would do it because he needed to and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse until he leaned into the camp and ridiculousness so now what you get from him if it's a nick cage movie and he's managed to market himself as such like that's where willie's wonderland um mom and dad uh the fucking ghost of the or prisoners of the ghost land each one of those was marketed as and had as the tagline or as one of the quotes, Nicholas Cage at his best, Nicholas Cage at his most Nicholas Cage, I believe is what mom and dad had on it. Yeah. Uh, and see, like mom and dad and Willie's Wonderland and um, Mandy, uh, a color in space or a color out of space, whatever. They're like um, guard, like yeah, and and, and those those to me, I will, I don't even, I'm, I'm not even going to say justifiable. Like I just don't think they don't even need to be justified. They're crazy fun movies, but then you see stuff like the USS Indianapolis and Left Behind, yeah, yeah. and a prisoner in a ghost land yeah. and stuff like that. And that's where it just again, I mean, I don't really care what he does; he does whatever he wants. But those are just movies that I. At least at this point with his craziness, just having Nick, Nick Cage is not going to have me watch it. I got to stop yeah. and really look at this and see if I want to. But so far, if you could weed through it, which is fairly easy, um, you, you, you can pretty – I mean, he's still making really I, crazy, fun, quality, quality stuff. And it is fun to see Nick Cage in it. It is fun to watch Willy's Wonderland. And it's fucking Nicolas Cage. Well, that's that's so, insane. I I the with Nicolas Cage, I think, um, I personally, and we've discussed it before. I get embarrassed for people or easily. So with Nicolas, his zaniness is not in any way, shape, or form a selling point for me. I I hate it. I cringe whenever he goes into full Nick Cage mode. That being said, Willie's Wonderland, the brilliance. Of Willie's Wonderland. They don't let him go full Nick Cage. He, he well, he has to go full Nick Cage just with his eyes and his body language. And that's what's amazing. He doesn't speak, and yet everything he does is still so Nick Cage. Like it's like he's not allowed to speak, so all of his actions have to be amplified. Like 
him playing pinball and drinking a soda is the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever seen. It's, it is that movie is very well. We're not going to talk about that movie anymore. We have talked about we. This, the, 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 this is this is the Nick Cage that. Okay. This is okay. the birth. okay okay Nick this Cage. This is the birth of Nick Cage as you know him. Well, see, this is kind of like Nick Cage in The Rock goes Cage. It's not that cringy. Nick Cage and Face Off goes Cage. It's not that cringy. Then yeah. he, this is the beginning, the in, the yeah. antithesis of this is this, this is, is the th- point. Th- this, where... is, this is Nick Cage going Nick Cage in the way he thinks people want him to. This is the point. It's, where it's a caricature realize. of Nick Cage, and you were like, "Fuck me, I can't watch this." It yeah, just so, embarrasses the shit out of me, and I have to pace around the house because it's so this, bad. This is the point where you noticed Grandpa was putting his laundry in the oven, and maybe it's time to start getting, taking a look at him. Like I this, mean, is the and point. these are choices. These yeah. were just, and so, I don't know if he phoned it in, but I mean, like the God, the God, the God damn it thing where he has a dream and it turns out it is a dream. Then it's not. Then it is a dream. And he looked at the script and saw that shit line and leaned in hard. God damn it. Okay. And then, that's it. That's all he says. Rob. He says, God damn it. He stands <laughs> up and he dives into the ocean. They, <laughs> like, it's the weirdest thing. Not only that, Rob, not only that, he does that twice. So the writing, okay, it's not, and, and the most Nicolas Cage about this entire fucking film is not Nicolas Cage's fault. It's the writing every time, every line, every time he's discussing something with anyone about anything. He's full Nick Cage, but the script requires it. That's like, it, it's everything, everything anyone says to him. He, he has some ridiculous shit to say back to them like aggressively and for no reason when he bursts into the, the classroom <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I, I am it's, the law i yeah. am the law here dude you you are not the law where you are currently like this is not do you know what jurisdiction is sir do you know how the law works you can't at one point at one point he breaks into somebody's house he just bursts into their house and she's like do you have permission to be here? I don't need permission to be here. And I will arrest every one of you on murder charges. What? You don't have a body. You don't have a motive. You don't have a murder weapon. You, you don't even know if this person exists. What yeah. the fuck? You, and then he finds you know out that she does exist. He finds out that she does exist. And then he's just basically right back to figuring out if she did exist. And, but oh, my God, it is it, just, all he, of it, oh, it's just so every fucking single insane. Every single bit of it is some elaborate ruse to get him to the island and to get him into the Wicker Man. And they're like, oh, well, you had to come willingly. He's not fucking, but you had to beat him and break his legs and put bees on Which him. Which we didn't get to see. We did not even get to, oh, that's why I watched this fucking film twice because I did not know that there was, first, Rob, who, why is the bee scene a scene that is renowned and famous for being so remarkably fucking terrible. CGI, Why, there, Why CG, did that get CGI, CGI beads that are being poured into a caged helmet with, it's just bars. The bees would just, they would go down and then just fly right back out. Anyway, <laughs> he's even, just like it's screaming. Just basket. It's not the bees, not the bees. And 
the CGIBs are so terrible and they want to see Nick Cage's face through the whole thing. They're just on his neck and his chest. There's hardly any on his face. And then he starts screaming, not my eyes. They're in my eyes. There's no bees in his eyes. They're not near his eyes. Well, and so the reason, though, the reason why he's shouting, and I realized this on the second watch, the reason he's shouting not the bees like that, and clearly uh, they ended up not using it at all because I guess if you just had had him shouting off screen, not the bees. Um, so the reason they had him just telling the audience exactly what was happening to him or what he thought was supposed to be happening to him um, is because they didn't want to show it because they wanted it to be a PG-13 movie. That's the reason they cut that out of the theatrical cut. And I guess they realized him just shouting off screen, not the bees, like especially when you see him later and there's no evidence that bees were there. Uh, I think they were probably like, yeah, that'll get confusing. But I mean, not that it wasn't already fucking confusing, but that's why off screen in the version that we did watch, you do hear him go, no, my legs, my yeah. other leg. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's, it was like, I, dude, I, I. I wasn't as I didn't remember the movie as well, so I wasn't as <laughs> quite like upset as you were, but I knew that it was coming up. Yeah. Um and Savannah I think was beginning uh to remember it too. And we were both I had my my hand on the clicker to uh to fast forward it because like that kind of stuff does get to me, but also really gets to Savannah. So so I was Wait, ready and the, the the bees? Oh no 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 no! The leg breaking and the—I guess uh, did they did remember they had like a giant wooden hammer? Uh, maybe and just it, it just started destroying. I, I remember seeing that. I and, don't remember. I don't remember seeing them break his legs. Like I seen it. I in the director's cut. It, do you remember? I remember him punching a lot more women while he was dressed. Oh no! Well, well, there was this whole thing where they're pinning him down and they're beating him or breaking him, and that no, was I, where, and that was where the whole thing came in. Though I think maybe why they cut it, where he's screaming, "You bunch of bitches! You're all bitches!" None of that was in here. But I thought like the scene where he's running through the woods in the bear costume. Oh I yeah, I thought he was just punched. like judo chopping women. Yeah, everywhere. I could have sworn I could have sworn I remember him just punching through a bunch of them. Like again, all sucker punches basically. Like he would just Yeah, come just like just teeing off on them and every chance he maybe, got. Maybe maybe I remember that incorrectly. Um this cost four dollars to print. I'm not renting the other one instead. But like I I don't, I don't know if the other one was available. There was two yeah, and there one was of them one said unavailable, and maybe that was a director's cut. Oh, well, there was there was one that said the unrated version. However, what I ever what I always do, I think that one was only available to buy. And when I saw it, it had the exact same runtime, and I was like, "Well, no, I'm not I'm not watching that." I mean, if it's like two seconds of something extra, but apparently that's because they cut out like a four minute scene at the very end that Rob and I didn't know existed. Oh, this, that, that, that one did throw me. I did kind of question. I went, what? This that's... film apparently also has James Franco and Jason Ritter in it. Yes. But I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, at the very end, we see James Franco and uh, the other guy. Uh, Jason who I did. Ritter. That's John Jason... Ritter's kid. That is John Ritter's kid. And they're at a bar somewhere, um, and they're cruising for ladies, and then we see them come up and start flirting with um, two ladies that we had seen from the island 
So again, is basically the whole premise of this movie is there's an island uh, full of women, and they the- they take turns, and it's supposed to be it is an all woman colony except for some men who are basically their 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 helpers, and they send the fertiles, which we learned about in uh, Frogtown last week, um, in to go have one night stand or to go have whatever with unassuming men get pregnant. I assume if it's not a girl, they just like, no, Oh no, 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 Rob. So yeah, you, you're, you are misreading. Uh, so they sent, that's their insurance policy. The whole, that's right. That's right. Is that's, is, is that's call, the, they can call them back. Yeah. So they can call those men back because it has to be a stranger to the Island but someone who has a blood connection. So the child, if the child is born a male, they'll keep it so that they can have sex with it later to make more children. So the actual people who they populate the island with um, are still, many of whom are still born from the men on the island. They still use them because she even has a line at one point that says, um, we keep men around for breeding purposes. Uh, yes. Which, so this whole film is um, is it's the opposite of the craft legacy, really. <laughs> yes, basically. Um, and so, and, and and the whole thing is like with this movie, is it really isn't even so much that the plot is bad or that it is super. Um, I would say like super crazy. Um. No, it's so, because so, cause it is a remake of a 70s movie, which I have never seen. And every time I think to myself, ah, I may watch it. It's not that I end up watching this, but the only time I think to myself, I may watch it is when I think about this movie or like this particular time after I just watched, like, no, what? I'm not going through that again. Cause I don't know. It could be fantastic, but no, it's, it's, I'm, one of I'm not, I'm not doing that again. I'm just not. It's, it's one of those where the reputation for it is far better than the film itself. And then add to that that people just remember how bad this one is comparatively. Uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. <laughs> so, a couple things to hit on from this film. Like, this could be, again, one of those situations where maybe I blacked out a little bit. Maybe I didn't understand something. And I didn't watch the fucking X-ray on this. Damn! Please tell me you got some some X-ray on this movie. Um, just just a little bit. Like as far as um, I know that the original writer director um, had to get lawyers involved to get his name taken off of this. That's uh, always a good sign. Well, the the writer director of the original film, not the one. Holy who, yeah! Fuck. Uh, because I guess he was uncredited the first time. Uh, for the first film, he, he and he went, just wanted to make sure he wasn't going to get credited for this one, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, they um, let's see. I mean, I mean, sure, there was like a couple goofs. I mean, we we don't have to go into it too much, but, but no, I mean, it's just Nicholas Cage running around an island on and off a bicycle. I, the like you said, the school scene where he opens the empty desk where the girl who may or may not exist is and a bird comes out bird. again like there's just like that's a that's an opportunity to kind of like <sighs> like you could to, to have the actor 
you know, Nicolas Cage, like, start putting things together in his head. No, he just immediately starts screaming. Everything is him screaming at everybody. Yeah, is, but, oh, and yet still, incredible. but despite all of that, he still goes into every single situation fresh. Like, <laughs> like he, he will... Every conversation he ends screaming at somebody about how strange the island is. And then the next conversation, he starts out just asking normal questions. And oh, then he, he constantly back. like somebody's constantly hitting the reset button on him. Like he he asks the same questions again. They take him to the grave of the girl or he goes and meets the mother. The mother says, this is the grave of my daughter, your daughter. Yeah. Um, And then. Again, they just like hit reset all over again because he's like, well, so she's not dead. No, it's, it, it is like the well, most. Well, at some point they're like, well, she doesn't exist. Like, what do, you, what do you mean she doesn't exist? She clearly exists. Well, she's dead. Well, what the fuck is, which one is it? What are you talking about? But like, and he doesn't bat an eye and then he'll randomly blurt stuff out. Like, he'll just be mean to people. Um, yes. Nowhere. Like the teacher, she's like, I'm Sister Rose. Oh, of course, Rose, another plant. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that, that's her. That's her fucking name. Like, what he, he, he meets like the the mayor lady of the town, the the goddess or whatever of the town, and it immediately goes into uh, you're very well read, more like inbred, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. holy shit! So she goes, we keep the men around for breeding. He's like, more like inbreeding. Am I right? Yeah. Fuck you, dick. Like, don't like, get me wrong. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, it's all these things that are just, they don't, nothing hits. Nothing in this, the only the thing in this movie, is, the only thing in this movie that hits or that stood with me is like what we we're saying, the scene that they cut out. That, that last yeah. five minutes of that movie where they're beating him to death with hammers and immobilizing him, that shit was traumatic as fuck when I saw it on DVD. Maybe it just randomly picked up the, the the unreleased version of it or whatever, and then watching it again, like without that stuff and without the crazy bear running through the woods and punch, it just like it. So man, if you saw this in theater, you were really disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you saw like, way you more. Saw, you saw what we saw, and that's what I don't understand is like who, like how did it become? That's how bad this film had to become because it wasn't the people who were fooled at first and saw it in theaters who like gave it this. Uh, cult following of this movie so fucking bad. It was the people who still went out and got the unrated copy. So you, you get it in even smaller sample size. And so those people somehow, like, it was so bad to them, that small sample size that it still made its way out and reached enough people that it's famous for the scenes. It's famous for the scenes they added in for the director's cut. Yeah. This movie. And then they took it away from us. No. On it, Amazon. It was made. Rob, that was the original. This, this no, 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 I know. I'm saying original. that Amazon took that away from us. I and know. Because I, mean, I don't, I, I don't remember when I, I remember when I watched it, it was either on TV or it was on like a DVD rental or something like that. But I remember that. So I mean, maybe it, I mean, when I watched this, I probably didn't even, First time I saw it, probably didn't even have any clue if it was a director's cut or wasn't a director's cut or oh, no, was I... unreleased or anything. So when I'm rewatching it again, completely blind, 
you know, I'm like, holy crap, what in the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, I didn't know at all that there was a direct. Like, I was like, who would waste their time doing a director's cut of this? No, but exactly. They, so <laughs> he, what was the significance? So the girl at the beginning, did they exist or did they not exist? Was I have cool. no idea. I have no idea with the car wreck explosion. Because they got they, burned they, alive in the car, and they, yeah. I, I got no clue what any seemed, of that has to do with anything. Okay, so it seemed like at certain points they were hinting that that was all a setup that these women put him into to maybe give him some kind of PTSD regarding a dead child, and that's why he'd be so gung-ho about it. But he probably would have been gung-ho about because well, the other thing is too, he well, actually knew, he, yeah, and he and actually knew Willow. Like the letter he was knew enough. Her, he knew her and was still depressed about her leaving him. If she just reached out and said, "Hey, I want you to come to me on this island," he would have fucking showed up. None of the rest of that was necessary at all. They they very clearly spelled that out. Well, I, I, I'm trying to remember. I don't even remember if that. Was that in the the cut where they break him apart and all? I see, because like well, I don't remember the motorcycle cop part as well. Or oh, or, I remember because that's that's yeah, I, I I do remember that part. Um, but I just don't like I don't know why. Um, because they have they have like he's basically he's taking time off of work because of it, right? Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing. He he suffered. It was traumatic for him. He's taking off time from work, and but they're like, um, at one point I I I couldn't remember if they're saying there was no record of the mom and the daughter or if they literally just weren't there at all. Like there didn't seem to be, um, like he he would have a flashback where there was nobody in the car, you know. Like, yeah. was that signifying that, like, was he hallucinating the first time? Were, were they just plants? Like, and, and there's, there's this insinuation that, like, the little girl in the car was manipulating him into, you know, that's why she threw the fucking thing. That's why she refused to get out of the burning car. Like, all of it, none of it made sense. I understood why they thought they were doing it, but they didn't need to do it. Um, and then he gets to the, when, he, when he gets to the, the pilot, and he's like, hey, can you fly me to the island? Like, first of all, the guy, was the guy just, did he not realize that he was going to offer to pay him in the first place? Because he only offers him $100. Like, Yeah, no, I mean, like, him. it has, there's just so much unfinished, weird things. And so much of this movie could probably just be played out. But they, again, they build every scene up to be important. And really, not many of them are like the whole build up with the airplane guy and everything else. Like you said, just to give him a hundred bucks and he flies him. Like we could have well, not was, had to see any of that and just been like, was, yeah, I'll drop you off on the other Island. Cause people around here like to stay private. Like that would have been well, sufficient. So the whole, Oh God, this is another one. He, the reason they did that was so that they could have this whole scene where he goes like, oh, they're really private. I shouldn't drop you off. Right. And then he does it anyway. So that 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 way later they can show his dead body, which they do. And Nicolas Cage was like patting it and like trying to wake him up, even though that man is clearly fucking dead. Like he's he's bloated on a beach with a missing arm or missing hand. And just he's just a bloated corpse on the beast. And Nicolas Cage is like shaking him like, wake up. Wake up. 
Um, oh but, yeah. That was, he was supposed to come to the island all along. Why would they kill the pilot? Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, because this is the whole plan is like the pilot shouldn't have resisted him because he obviously knows what's going on because he's kind of scared of these women. You know, like, I don't understand how any of this is again. It's like all this unnecessary. Well, it's like it's, it's just it's unnecessary. and None of it builds any suspense at all because, oh, my God, because none of it pays off. Like, really, I mean, like, the ending of the movie doesn't even pay off for all the crazy shit that goes on. Yeah, no, well, they, when they, when he first shows up and he's talking to the women, like, the, the, none of the screenplay or script or, or lines of dialogue make any sense when he shows no, up. No, because, I mean, like, that's what Savannah was saying so many times watching, like, I just would have left. Yeah. Like, I mean, not even because he was scared, it's just like, they don't put him up, they don't want to feed him. They don't want to help him. They don't want to take care of him. Uh, he's the, getting he's getting the cold shoulder. As soon as he found out the girl is dead, I just would have gone. And that hap or what they think is dead, the grave. That happens like twenty minutes into this movie. Like you could just you should have left. Yeah, and he's just running around screaming at people the whole time. And again, like you said, accusing them of of cult and conspiracy and ritualistic murder and everything else and i don't believe that i don't believe one time until the end when he's in a bear costume he ever once has any at least he doesn't show that he has any inclination of danger he's just wandering around screaming at people and forgetting what he screamed at forgetting where he was in the he's a shit cop too i'm going to be honest with you this guy is he has zero understanding of how the law works. Like he, he has zero understanding of how just just basic detection works. I love this cult member who has lived her life on an island. Um, one of the first things when he goes in and goes, "I want you to know," he's like sitting there hitting the fucking table. I want you all to know I'm here on official. First of all, you should probably keep that to yourself a little bit, yep. you know, while you investigate. But regardless, go and announce your presence. And even the lady behind the counter goes, um, you mean California police business? Because this is in Washington. And, like, even she knows. It's like, no, you, what the fuck? That's not how it works, sir. And he's like, whatever, I'm here. You know, and it just goes from there where he has no idea what his actual job is. Also, as a motorcycle cop, he is not a detective. Yeah, it kind of, well, it's so strange because it opens as him as a motorcycle cop. Then he does the thing like a plainclothes officer. Then the car explosion that happened or didn't happen happens. And then like the next scene, he comes in as uh, as an ununiformed officer and he looks just like a detective. They dressed him just like a detective. Yeah. You know, the gun, the yeah. gun tucked in, the badge on the belt clip. And he starts talking to other officers in there like years have passed and he's made his way up through the ranks from being a uh, a standard like beat oh, cop, that, I guess. Oh, no, no, I don't think that's what happened at all, because it just that's how it kind of felt, because like you said, he went from being a cop on a motorcycle yeah. to basically he thinks he's a detective. He dresses like one. He has his pad and his paper and he's going on a missing persons case. To Puget Sound, or where, where I think that's where the, the film took place, where it's supposed to, and he again, like 
he just he showed the letter to the. It's just I mean it just. I want to. And also if you're and also if you're these women, why that would be the last person that <laughs> you wouldn't want to bring the cop there. And if they send women out all over the place to do what they're doing to have the backup, they're all cops. No, they're yeah. all. That's part of it. That's part of it, Rob, because they have to have they have to have that uh, Don Quixote uh, quality, which that's uh, right. What was it? Uh, um, I, I forgot the word, like uh, quixotic or something like that. Uh, yeah. Where she says, "How quixotic of you!" And then, so she explains to him what it means. And then at the end of that conversation, she says, "I, I don't remember what she says." She says something and goes, "Oh, how quixotic of you!" And she's like, mm, "Yes." It's like, no, those, that that wasn't at all. No. Like, given the definition you just gave us. Uh, no, that's not okay. Whatever film do, do your thing. Um, I can't, the, my favorite though, my favorite part of the film was when he, he haphazardly just wanders into a beehive and then into another, and then into another. <laughs> and he basically plays ping pong. And these are not regular beehives, people. These things are like, the, they're like the size of like, they're like, Giant termite mounds, and they are the they are the cartoon version of a beehive. You, could you know, hear, like oh my you god, could hear the buzzing a quarter mile away, and he just. <laughs> you remember at one point, and anyone who's listened to our past episodes, specifically like the iguanas and exorcisms one, will remember. Uh, Rob tells this story about his wife Savannah seeing a snake <laughs> in a creek bed. Yes. That is when I was watching this, I couldn't help but think of his explanation of that, which was her running and flailing and tripping over rocks. And that is he bumps into a beehive and then just runs. We were all standing we were all standing there watching watching it happen, screaming, just stop. Stop. Please stop. And there was no. There was no like and again, I mean, a snake could do that to you. Um, but like bees, not necessarily, even if you're allergic, I mean, cause yeah, he just, it's but like he one, goes blind and he tears off and he's literally bouncing off of them. Like he, they're enormous. They're, they, well, he, like, oh, he didn't, he didn't think to himself, I should run in the other direction. The one I just came from that. Yeah, I'm going to go deeper. Bees. We're going to go <laughs> deeper. Oh. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. There can't be how many of these I can ping pong myself off of. Like, I'm just going to pinball my way through this beehive, and it'll work out. Like, just are tripping over shit. I mean, I can't. It, it, we're, we're, and they had they did zero makeup effects. Like, all, no, the only no, he had no swell marks. He had no, no, no like, stings. No, I mean, like, I, I did see that this is a, this, the budget for this movie was $40 million. No, no, no. Yes, it was $40 million because... I saw that it only made thirty nine. Oh my god! Um, oh, a lot of money. To so they, they also mentioned like it was very confusing to me. They mentioned that their whole colony, the, these women and everything, they came to that island, right? Because they escaped Europe because of persecution, right? So they go all the way to the Americas. Um, and unfortunately, they first settled in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, so we didn't so, really then, go into that too much. 
Yeah. So, but no, they, they said they saw the persecution there. And so they ventured out west further. Now, in those times, west of Massachusetts is, it, there's a lot of west there. To yes, work. from, there is a lot. Yeah, from, they from, went, from the, from the absolute almost as far east as you could possibly go. And then uh, they got to the west coast because that wasn't far enough. They got to the west coast and were like, you know what? What, what's over there? Uh, you know, what's a few miles out? Um, maybe there's an island over there. That's not, how would they survive? No, they wouldn't. Did they survive? Also, did they survive on honey? Did they, did they sell the honey and use the money to, did, did they just eat honey? Yeah, and they're very, um, they're very upset because he asks a question like, are there any honey? And again, they're not hospitable to him. They're not luring him in. I mean, besides, I guess your daughter could be dead, not dead. Who knows? But you know what I mean? Like they, they don't do a very good job of like lulling him. No. Like everything from, from the second his feet hit the island, it is like, you know what? I'm going to head back. And then like you would send in the SWAT team, like every yeah. single thing yeah. about this movie, every single thing about this island is get yeah. off, get or, out and call in backup. Like, or, Hey, um, I'm from California. Uh, this is a, uh, technically a County, I guess. I don't know how islands work, but this is part of Washington state. Um, so maybe, uh, maybe I should get those authorities, uh, authorities involved. Let them know, hey, I'm going to this island. Uh, my ex apparently had a daughter. Um, which again, like, it makes no sense that they held out till later to say that's your daughter. Um, they could have said that at the beginning, especially given the fact that all the advice he was given from his friends was, wait, that's your ex who just left you and she has a daughter. Get someone else involved. You know, why the fuck? It's not your kid. And like, yeah. he almost doesn't go. Because of that. So why wouldn't they add in if they needed the kid to get him to the island in the first place? Just put that part in there. But no, oh no, you wanted, you wanted some kind of reveal at some point that nobody cares about. Um, and, and then let's spend, oh, I don't know, like at least six different scenes. We're going to have him running around shouting a name over and over and over again. Like it, it was either Rowan. Which he did like, those were five of the scenes. And then the sixth scene was at the end where he's running through the house yelling Summer's Isle. Um, but like the amount of times where there are about 10 lines of dialogue in a row that are him shouting a single name, it, it's just incredible. No, it makes no sense, but we are running long. So I think yes. we're going to get to our Amazon reviews. And we're going to start off with five stars, especially given hopefully these people actually watch the theatrical cut, because I hope they don't mention the beat. Like, I, I hope they had the same experience we did. Yeah, here we go. We have Kendra Pierce. Uh, such a fantastic movie. Five stars. This movie has everything. Nicolas Cage's best performance. Nicolas Cage in a bear suit. Nicolas <laughs> Cage in a bear suit punching women. <laughs> Nicholas Cage screaming at women, women and children, oddly juxtaposed shots of dead people in somewhat random places, 
trucks running into little girls on the Puget Sound Ferry, literally everything. If you're in a dire need of a wonderfully made cult classic film, this is the one to place yourself right next to. <laughs> yeah. Then <laughs> that no that one that that, really, that one was pretty yeah. solid. That was that was on point except for the like I I sorry I can't I don't give out ironic stars. I really no. not gained any stars for me. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh let's see here. Um where was it at? I saw this one. It's very hard. Okay, here it is. Um <laughs> This is the version to see. The extended version of the film has the famous not the bees scene. <laughs> In the theatrical version, they have removed it. This is solid gold acting, and I am happy that they removed the unneeded violence. <laughs> Five stars. What? Oh, it's so good. And then that's here, a legit. That is that's a, a that's a legit five star review. Somebody is happy that this one does not have the the, the violence in it. And then this is probably my favorite five star review because it's gonna get so many. I'm trying to get not do the ones that, like you said, are so bad it's good. Yeah. Daisy Harris writes. I don't know why people say this movie is worse than the original. I think it is much better. The original was just a mess of gratuitous nudity and horrible musical numbers. Not sure this counts as a five-star, life-changing movie, but I'm giving it five stars because it's way better than the original. Yeah, okay. I I mean, I I can even... Now I'm interested in the original. I didn't know there was nudity in musical numbers. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's chock full of nudity. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, here we go. One star review. <laughs> the first one that comes up. B torture scene cut. I am so mad. I only ordered this to see the scene where Nicolas Cage gets tortured and then covered in bees. And this version has that scene cut out. I found out about the scene through memes and I'll tell you right now, that is the only enjoyable part of the movie, and they took it out. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 person, um, yes, I I I I feel that person's anger. I really do. I yep. watched this twice because of it. Yeah, no, and here's another one because I, I thought actually, I missed it. Twenty-seven people found that last one helpful because people are buying this for that scene. So here we go. You know what? Though? Hey, can I hold on real, real quick? It it would have been twenty eight people, but you specifically told me, Rob. You told me we weren't looking at reviews before we watched them. Yeah, no, we were. We, we weren't, weren't supposed to look at reviews yet, and if we did, we could have. Ah, we would have seen the bees. Okay, very disappointed in Prime. You guys really need to organize the search on the video app a lot better. I accidentally bought this neutered version instead of the desired superior unrated version because of your suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> it says, uh, because of your suggestions, show the 73 version, then the 2006 version. Then it trails off into nonsense for a few shots. My experience is absolutely ruined by hearing the audio, but not being able to see in all capitalize 
the see the scene. It, uh, I'd paid to, this guy really paid, this guy really paid some money. This is a girl. All these are female, Becca. So they, she really wanted to see the torture. Um, but not oh, being able I, to see the scene, I'd paid to see. Literally, the one part I wanted to see is the one part they re- removed from this version. I mean, I'd like to get my money back so I can buy the version I'd prefer. Now that I know there's a difference. Great movie, though. Did you really end it with great movie, though? Great movie, though. Good. Um, let her know that if she just goes on YouTube, that scene's pretty much, I'm pretty sure that scene's just on YouTube. You know, we need, we got one more. Okay, a bunch of, I mean, we, but we can't, we can't do that. Uh, here, it's going to read some titles. Note, theatrical release, not the DVD unrated cut. Should have, should have a censored by Amazon Prime label on it. No bees in this movie. Suspend your disbelief on how bad this movie can be. Um, oh my God. Everybody's pissed about the bees. Everybody is pissed off about, and there is bees in this, but it's, I wanted to see the, the hammer scene and the everything else. Uh, it's edited. It's edited. Gotta be kidding me. Uh, Please wear eardrums. Why does Nicolas Cage yell so much? One star. There we go. <laughs> That's the review. Please wear eardrums. And then the review is, why does Nicolas Cage yell so much? Wow. Because they I, told him to. <laughs> I assume. Maybe. God. All right. Well, <laughs> Dude, that, that one That's... woman was really upset she could not see Nicolas Cage get tortured. Oh, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be? Um, well, but, <laughs> don't do it I died a little on the inside watching this movie it was so bad do yourself a favor and hit yourself in the crotch with a hammer instead of watching yeah accurate another another accurate one but we are at the uh, minus a pee break this is going to be like a two hour and twenty minute episode in case it's, Rob it, unless Rob decides to do any editing and I don't see that happening there will be slight editing the pee break will be edited yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So you're still that's looking it. like yeah, no. two hours, twenty minutes. Although we talked for maybe fifteen minutes before we start recording. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, let me see here. So you know what? We didn't get to Eddie Furlong again. So I told you we wouldn't. There's that. I I told you that Wicker Man was too strong. We wouldn't get to it. So basically, this was a double feature. We will uh, come up with a movie and a pitch deck for another episode. How? When are you? When do you got to go back? How long are you off this week? Um, Saturday. I'm going back Saturday. And then, um, yeah. And then, so Thursday, I do have a doctor's appointment. But, uh, we got time for two more episodes. We're going to have a backlog. That's what I'm saying. Well, we're going to sign off with, it's your choice. I can play Thief in the Night Metal or I can, uh, we can, we can do another Wicker Man to sign off. It's going to be Wicker Man, isn't it? Um, wait, I thought we were going to sign off with the full un- unedited um, uh, song. Of- I didn't I didn't get it all. Oh. It's really shit quality, I'll be honest with you. Just it's- that one little piece. It's a three minute and 50 second song. It's a long, it's a long song. I'll, I'll let you pick. Um, I'm going to I'm going to look into the movies that I have lined up in my head that I would like to cover while while you play it out. Okay, here we go. Pick your burn. 
How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? I don't know! Step away from the fight. Ah! What is it? What is it? Man, what is it? Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast!